Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Don't remember doing this at all. I can only hold myself accountable. Cancel. I am Look how good my life is. So what else? Cancel. Fandom is canceled. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Canceled. Hunter is gone and today we are feeling shameless. Mm. We have, I like, I like what you did there. We have <laughs> a great friend of mine and someone who, you're a great person. I fucking love you. I've wanted you on you. this podcast for a minute. Everyone's obsessed with you. And every single time we hang out, I get death threats. Ethan Kutkowski is here. I Hello, Ethan. Correctly. Did I say it right? Oh, you did. Everybody always. What is it? Kutkowski. Right. I feel like with the last name like Mojo, I like really look at people's last names and try because oh, every, I, I hate everybody fucks up my last name. It's like that's any all that interview happens. like I've done like Kakowski, Katowski. I actually said it right. Yeah, wow. no, you said it right. Well, oh Ethan is our bestie, and we decided we'd have him on the podcast and get to know him a little more because, to be quite frank, all we really do is party with Ethan. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Yeah, we only get to Brooke know each other so much. Also here. <laughs> yeah, Brooke is here too. <laughs> yeah. I Brooke hates me. I'm so bad at that. So today we just wanted to have a little conversation with Ethan and you know talk about life obviously i was just saying that you know we all go out a lot and we do a lot of stuff together but i don't know a lot about shameless and Mm -hmm. like you know how you grew up and everything that's you know comes with your life the other day we were like in the car on the way to starbucks and it's like i have this huge meeting with like actors guild and like i can i say the person which person was it harry Oh, what? oh yeah, because I, oh yeah, no, we it's uh, called the Creative Coalition, oh. and it, right. basically it's like a bunch of actors and directors and producers, kind of like all supporting the arts. Harry Hamlin being one of the yeah. people that are involved because he was on Shameless with us. Oh, okay. yeah, he played um, Cameron Monaghan's boyfriend on the show back a few seasons ago. Okay, okay, so yeah, but we were in the car on the way to Starbucks, and he just starts saying this to me. He's like, "I have a meeting with the Creative Coalition." I like, I like turned. And I was like, "Damn, I really want you on the podcast because it's like I know you in the ways that I know you, you know, mm-hmm. but like I don't know a lot about your life and your day to day." And I felt like it'd be a very interesting thing for people to kind of learn more about, you know? right? 
And you don't do a lot of podcasts, Ethan. This morning no. I was kind of like looking to see like, you, you know, other things off. that you've done. So I was I was excited that you were coming on here because I feel like the last thing you did was a no jumper with Diablo, Diablo and, and Lil Xan, um, which is just the craziest trio, in my opinion. It's, it's funny because people always kind of come for you and I about our friendship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, why the fuck are you friends with her? Like, okay, so he's like really like Carl in real life. Like he's crazy if he's friends yeah. with her, like blah, blah. And I'm like, his best friend is Lil Xan and Diablo. Like I was like, not- Like it's not so out of character for him to be hanging out with Tana Mosha. If anything, it's very in character mm -hmm. if Lil Xan's your best friend. You know, I know what I mean? I met them, I met them, that was when I was 18. I just moved out here. So terrible. I, I moved found out, you, corrupted I'm, you. I moved out here fucking, when I just turned 18, I was like, last time I lived at home, I was 17. Yeah. Like I missed that honestly. How old are you now? 22. Right. No, definitely. But moving to LA is because you're from Chicago, right? Yeah. And I didn't even think I was ever going to move out here. Ever? No. Like I was, I started Shameless when I was nine years old. And then we finished up this year in March. Oh so my when I, so nine to 21, 11. Oh 11. my God. Fucking, I mean, today I was really thinking about that. I'm on season that. one season right now. One. We started it on the way to Dallas. I was like, you know what? Let's walk. Like I was trying to research. Yeah. And I'm like, it's weird because you're literally nine. No. Yeah. Show. Like I was filmed the pilot fourth grade, filmed first season, fifth grade. It was, you know. But what I think is the most impressive is that you still managed to go all the way through school and graduate high school. Mm -hmm. Wait, Ra like regular like, school? And mm -hmm. you went to public school like yeah. while doing Shameless. You like, fully. I would spend five, six months filming Shameless, then go home. I had my public school send me work. And you have studio teachers on set. And Emma Kenny, who played my co-star, Debbie Gallagher, yeah. and my brother, or not my brother, my sister. <laughs> and uh, fucking, yeah, her and I were kind of both in the same realm that she would go back home to New Jersey, go to public school. She was a year ahead of me. And and my parents just made sure that I stayed in school because they're like, they didn't want it. They didn't mean for any of this to happen. I feel but like that's, that's like cool. a unique situation, though, because it's like Shameless isn't a show that anybody in like elementary, middle school is watching. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like so it's not like it's like you're on Hannah Montana and you're going to regular yeah. school. You're like, yeah, like if anything, adults are right. But I guess that's kind of good because I feel like if you were on like a Disney show and going to regular school, people would be way more crazy and like right. bullies and stuff. High school, it was like, I mean, I was already getting bullied from it from like very early on because bullied. If, oh, be yeah. Like, oh, no, out. it was. I remember like I was. It was like it was freshman year. I was in math class, and I remember I had a teacher. Say, I was talking to like a student, like you know, you fucking kids talk to each yeah. other in class. And I'm talking, and he all of a sudden just pulled, like says in front of the classroom, "Ethan, this isn't Beverly Hills anymore. You need to stay quiet." I wanted to run out of the classroom crying, dude. That's it was just so, so mean, especially from an adult, because it's just like you're still a kid, you're still in school, you're still mm -hmm. normal, and like for people like that, that's so fucking mean. Whoever you are, fuck you, suck a dick, die, like go, like that's so rude. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I, like. I obviously tried a little bit of school when I started being an influencer, but people constantly talking about it and you're yeah. famous now. Well, the and like, thing, and like, I just, when I went back to school, I was so embarrassed to ever talk about it. Yeah. I never want, I would like tell people, no, that's not me. Like yeah. when I was younger, I remember people come up to me and even my mom be like, no, nah, just say it's not you. Cause like, that's not the attention that we were looking for. That's you not good like, parents, how, that's though. not how I was brought up. And right. you know, my mom's a special ed teacher. My dad's an engineer. So the way I was on his Wikipedia this morning and know that, Wait, like did my research. So you said your parents like didn't mean for that to happen how did it happen like so it was a way for my mom and i to spend time together i'm an only child i was me super, too super hyperactive and me too my mom was like i don't know what the hell to do with this kid like he I yeah him all like the extracurricular classes somebody said bring him to an open photo shoot i there i was like on scholastic books as a child like Aww. i'm like in spanish books like sitting in front of a globe <laughs> like this i'm like i literally have people dm me pictures of this like is it. this you Damn, that's actually And wild. so that's kind of like how it started. And then I started auditioning. I did Fred Claus, the movie, when I was seven. Yeah. I got cut from it. 
Rude. And there was a scene with Vince Vaughn. I remember. Oh, I, I sat- love Vince. That's like my biggest celebrity crush. One of them. <laughs> she says that about every single fucking actor. Vince Vaughn. They're all in the same like realm. Like Vince Vaughn, Adam Sandler, like that vibe. 100%. Yeah. Like dad bod, like super mm-hmm. like talented that was, actor. That was first grade. So it was just kind of like, oh, my parents like, oh, it's in Chicago. We filmed a movie that also filmed in Chicago. It's called The Unborn. It was a horror movie. Yeah. I literally played a demon in it. <laughs> Not a little Literally, baby I, ha- I had like all this crazy makeup on. And so then my parents are just like, all right, it's cool. Like you can go back and forth to school. Yeah. But that's so much better than having a stage parent. Cause I feel like a lot of the kids who are like really fucked up, like not normal people in Hollywood are the ones with the fucking parents who were like, go oh, yeah. deliberately. Yeah. Like I want oh, my I mean, kid like, to be a star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even as you like look at it, like I remember like I've had this like realization. I was like, we've been going out more and more. And I'm like, damn, like this is like, I've spent 11 years surrounded by adults specifically. Yeah. And so it's like, then you're like, this is like, now like my age group and trying to like figure out like common ground and yeah. conversation. Diablo and I always say Ethan's like a little puppy. Like you're the nicest person. Like it's so funny whenever like clout chasing bitches are like following Ethan around. Not not like me. Like I'm like a good clout chasing <laughs> bitch. But I mean like an like actual like just mm-hmm. demon. Like not good. Like Diablo and I have to protect you because I know, we're because like I have such like a bad like na- radar for that because I always talk so to sweet. anybody. I'm like you know even I remember when I was going out in Chicago when I was younger and like going out like when I first started going out there and I was like oh I just want to meet people and like talk to everybody. <laughs> Tana has the same problem too though where she's almost like like blind to it she I I like run into it a lot with her where like people are like so clearly like at like trying to talk to her because of like her followers whatever mm-hmm. and she just doesn't know and I, I I'm literally like because it's like they doing? suck your ass and then they're rude to everyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. it's like oh that's you're so the thing. Nice. it's like they'll be like evil to everyone around her but like so nice to her and I'm like okay and like, I this found is it not so hard to like say anything so I just kind of like that's why I just get quiet or like walk away yeah, yeah. no but you're you're good at it now it's we were just at dinner at um Katana and it was so funny to me because I feel like my demographics very much like girls crazy girls you know mm-hmm. but your demographic is I mean, you're just fucking more famous than me. Let me like, just you know, very respectable. Like, it, it, no, but it's everyone. Like we're sitting there and every single waiter is like, I love your work in Shameless. I love this. And you you handle it well. Like you mm-hmm. still get fucked up. You're still doing your thing, but you're like, you know, like you you can deal with it well. And it's weird because like you see like the, the audience that Shameless has captured is like, I've met a 12 year old girl with her mother saying like, ah, oh, this is my favorite show. Yeah. And then you see this like super old conservative parents that going like, that was our family. I remember I was in Chicago one time and I think it was, um, some people on the street, they were from Pakistan. They didn't even speak any English. Yeah. And they stopped me and they could only like say Carl Gallagher. Oh, and I'm just like, this so is cute. like fucking crazy. Like you just see the demographic all over the world. I know. I was literally going to like ask you about that, like just worldwide fame like that. And it being like the entire demographic. Do you ever feel like being a child star at such a young age? And you know what I mean? From nine up? I mean, you auditioned when you were how old? I auditioned for Shameless probably fourth grade, 2009. Like from fourth grade to now, do you feel like it affected you in any way or do you feel like you handled it in a well way? I I guess like when I was in high school, I didn't even look at it like that. When people would be like, oh, you're this. I go, no, I don't really feel like that. That doesn't like really account for like what Ethan is. Like look at like, that's not like what Ethan's about. Was that ever... I think it's very crazy. I was just watching this Miley Cyrus interview, right? Where Mm -hmm. Miley, she, I forget who it was. I want to say it was Kevin Hart, but I don't remember. But she broke down to someone like the, not not the trauma, but the way it affected her mentally to be Hannah Mm -hmm. and to be herself. And it was like, she puts on the wig and she's Hannah and everyone freaks out or like she's out in public as Miley, but everyone expects her to be Hannah. Did you ever deal with the fact that so many people 
they kind of expect you to be Carl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, did that ever affect you? It wasn't necessarily like they expect that. But I think when I notice like the energy, like when you're young and you're like, oh my gosh, like this many eyes on you and you're yeah. like, you're still like, I mean, 16 year olds, like get like to the point, like most 16 year olds drink, most 16 year olds smoke pot. Yeah. Like this is like, that's the time like you first try that yeah. stuff. And you shouldn't be shunned or, you know, yes, there is like a way like, oh, you shouldn't be 16 out blacked out at a club. Like, yeah. stuff like, that. like that's probably, you know, but there are kids who do that. And that's where it's like it's a fine balance. Like, you know, for people that have 10 times more eyes on them, I felt like I was able to navigate my realm and still do my hoodlum stuff with my Agreed friends. And, but I was shit. Like, and but and not let it like, you know, have it get back to me that hard. The one thing I did happen to me is I got arrested when I was 18. I didn't think you were going to bring it up. She had it in the list and oh, I go, no. I go, we got to cut that. That's oh, awful. No, we can't ask him about that. Because, because it was such bullshit. Well, he did, you didn't do like, anything wrong. No, such there. bullshit would oh. happen because I mean, I was so embarrassed when I was 18. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, this is like, you know, they, they sold an article off actually. So if you look back, like what actually happened, I got pulled over. My friend was smoking a joint in the back. I haven't smoked over three hours smoking every day. You know, you're not yeah, high yeah. at that point. I'm like, this looks really bad officer. Like, yeah. Let me get out the car, comply with you. I'm trying to talk to him about Game of Thrones. He's like, yeah, put your hands on your back. And I'm like, oh no. What? I'm like, I just moved out. Oh, so I'm like, I'm like, call my mom. I'm like, mom, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then uh, I remember, so the reason- But they sold it to TMZ. Well, the reason why it got public is because every person's arrest record, you can look it up, yeah. but it's just like Ethan Kakoski, what the number was for, because they technically tried to charge me the DUI for, because- Which is fucked too, because it makes so many people think yeah. you were drinking and Oh yeah, yeah, no, and it's like you your, know? your friend's smoking a joint in the car. Yeah. And so then that's all that it said online. And then all of a sudden TMZ, Washington Post, they had this article of Ethan getting out of the car, slurred, talking shit, acting all up. And so I'm like, fun. I'm literally standing Standing there shaking, like going, like trying to have a normal conversation because yeah. I'm dead sober. Yeah. And I'm just freaking out. Like, and I remember like, like my grandparents in Nebraska were like, yo, we like saw this article of you, like their neighbors are. I'm like, it just like astounded me. And like, it was, it was embarrassing at the time. I was like For 18. Sure. Like it was like very like, damn, like this isn't how I want to be. Looked 100%. Now I look back on it. I go, that was like such BS because that was not what I did. And like, 100%. did you ever like defend yourself or just let it die down? No, I just let it die down. Like there's, there's no point because it just, it just didn't really like matter at that point. I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll go through the bullshit of it. Do you feel like the media has done a lot of stuff like that too, where they either try to paint you like your character or paint you in the wrong light? Or no, was that kind of like Because I really kind of stayed out of it. And like, that's the thing from like a young age like this is like you know first time like we've been hanging out we've been going out like you know i'm more on social media like i said i didn't even post on social media before i was 18. no i remember the first time i asked you to make a tiktok and you were down i was like are you sure <laughs> like, I was but like it's scared. like fun because i didn't have like a reason i felt like i didn't have a reason to be on social media before i was 18 because I wanted to do clothing before. Yeah, I, that's how I discovered mm -hmm. you. Was someone tagged your brand? I Chaotic. Know, so I, right? I sent you some stuff like two and a half years yeah. ago. Yeah, probably never posted it. No, you did. I, I'm think, I, I think I, I think Amari did. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. That. But like, that's the thing. It's like you know, it was just like fun to send stuff out. Like yeah. you know, that's it wasn't like really like about that. The and clothing like, brand was cool to me because I felt like it was you finally like creatively branching out in mm -hmm. the ways that you wanted to. And, and that's music. like where I wanted. Like I started clothing, then went to music, and want because I've always wanted to do that since a very young age. Yeah. Did Shameless ever put you in contracts where you couldn't do stuff like that? So it was kind of like not like any stuff with like that. I think you know there is like times like say if like I got an offer for something that was filming during Shameless. It would be impossible to do. Yeah, right. Um, you know, luck. You know, 
it was very luck of the draw. Emma Kenny, she works, she was working on the Connors while Shameless was filming. Yeah. So she was able to go back and forth between sets because it filmed right in LA at ABC Bradford. So that was like oh. really nice. But there was no way you could go to like New York and film, and film something else. But time. obviously it's a good thing because you becoming like Carl in a way was like such an iconic thing for your career. Mm-hmm. It's funny though, because I feel like today, especially when I was researching your character, they were telling me that they had you like, I super finished that, sorry. They had you when you were like 10 years old, like getting a bag of cocaine, shooting an eagle, like, yeah. and then the, the family ate it for dinner, I guess, in the show for Shameless. And I was like, that's so not like Ethan, so it's funny. And then one of your friends actually fetted you out before this, maybe I'll cut this, but they said that it was it's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about now. Just no. slid in your DMs. Oof. Like... I, well, I don't. I don't know you if I want to. Say you it. might have to vet this one me? out. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll just bleep it, right? Yeah. Okay. Like slid in your DMs. Oh yeah. And well, then that, that was like years ago. We just became friends. Like that was like super. Like I remember, I didn't even like real. So cute. I didn't like, even so realize hard. like that she was like I didn't realize at that point and I was like oh my gosh like this is like super fucking crazy like yeah. you know being like this like small town kid and like yeah. stuff like that. I'm like it's still like to me this day I'm like. It's so weird. To yeah. me. It's like benign, like not like how I grew up from a 30,000 person town. Do you ever feel like people expect you on a date to kind of be like Carl and then you're there and you're actually just like sweet and normal and it's like, um... honestly, most of the time I've ever been with like a girl and they get to know me, they go, this is not how I expected you to be. Yeah, it's, it's they go, shocking. They're for like, sure. they're like, that's like why I live so far out. Like, cause it's like, yeah. you know, like I didn't. I didn't come to LA to like be on that vibe. Like I know lifestyle. it's funny now though because you're starting to get into the LA vibe. But Ethan lives like 45 minutes away, so he'll be like, "Yo, but I'll be at your house in 55." I'll be minutes. out there in an hour. Oh, like, like you're so timely. No, I, yeah, I'm not really <laughs> that timely, but it's just funny because everyone like lives down the street, but you're still kind of like distanced from mm-hmm. it. When we try to get healthier, we tend to think of the pasta we have to hold ourselves back from instead of focusing on giving ourselves more of what our bodies need. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to help us change our mindset for good because building better habits means a more sustainable journey to better health. There's no need to try to take on the whole mountain of wellness at once. Just start where you are. With Noom, you'll take a path toward better health one step at a time. Noom's psychology-based approach helps you change your mindset rather than demanding a whole new lifestyle. I like using Noom because it feels more empathetic, it's a lot easier and more flexible for my lifestyle, and Noom makes it incredibly easy to see and track my progress. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach focuses on why instead of what to help you change your relationship with food. Everybody's journey looks different. Noom customizes a program for you based on your personal goals. 80% of Noom users finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. Start building better habits today for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Tana. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash Tana. T-A-N-A. Thank you, Noom, for sponsoring this podcast and helping us all get healthier because Lord knows we need it. But you and Diablo have the best friendship. It's actually adorable. I feel like he looks out for you. And it's- Yeah, it's been really nice like to have him out here because, you know, as we're going out, like he also understands train. It's like we can both like go out and like vibe off each other. 100%. Like he, and he like he'll make sure you're good. It's funny. The other night we were like at this this TikTok party and it was just so funny seeing all the TikTok girls like, oh, my God, Ethan's here. I was like, he's going to. He's going to run away and freak out. He does not like this. I don't even know. There, it was like, it was kind of like more comfortable because like we yeah. knew everybody there. And also having the adults there. I love adults. Like, so I'll vibe off. With Dude, them. I have I to say adults. the funniest fucking thing the other night was Ethan spent the majority of his night with Mark D'Amelio. I love that. Well, Honestly, was, Mark is like, Mark. he's a kid. I was because I love adults. So I'm just like, yeah, like, how, like we're like, just how like, how are talking, you? Like, no, and he loved you. Like, it was, like, it was a vibe. It was funny. We actually always have so much fun with Mark D'Amelio. We were at, we like, do. I feel like you and I just have fun with other people 
people's parents because like they're... I feel like I'm like oh my god a parent like no, this is crazy literally literally <laughs> literally I'm like oh my god people have parents that are this dope like, I mean cool, obviously nice dope parents who like engage with people no I'm but like, oh my god that's Charlie crazy. and Dixie have the best fucking parents literally yeah. so fun we had the best time with them at like little Huddy's like launch or whatever no I know and they're just so interesting but they're... I get that I've always been like that I like my friends I always love their parents because mm-hmm. it's like so exciting. yeah they are the best and I feel like they like resonate with child stars well so you were just yeah no, that's what we were like all talking about like tell them like this is like what happened I was growing up like fully yeah and they were fun though they're definitely like the most fun it's great but I mean as much as you are so innocent my favorite thing about you that I think is like a dichotomy to your innocence is that you do love like toxicity yeah like you <laughs> yeah <laughs> tee like you you've been I, I don't know how I want to talk about this because yeah. I don't I don't want to get a tread scandal. lightly on this one super tread lightly on this one I'm trying to think about it but I mean like you're you're I think that's almost one of the things that we Most have in the common. relationships I've had have been like very like high octane fuel yeah like, 100% since a very young age that's like our only bonding point like we're definitely very not alike but then we're like but we love the and toxic then I, and then shit I'm, I'm like oh, I don't want a relationship then I like you know you find somebody like oh this could be fun then all of a sudden you're like wait this is like too much this is like yeah. a lot and then then you're like oh wait I'm like 22 like this is <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just my, I, I'm thinking I'm he thinking said tread myself no I'm trying I am I am I am we have the most insane conversations so no, having you on the podcast is funny because I have to like keep it a little PC. Let's here's a good here's a good like question. What would you say? And the fans want to know, baby. I asked the fans for <laughs> questions for you, and we'll get into more of those. But I think the one they want to know the most is what is your current relationship status right now? I think as of today, I think we're now. Yeah, <laughs> you toxic motherfucker. I know. I, well, you I are toxic. Not dating anybody anymore. We're, it was like not like an exclusive dating, but you know, now we're just like realize like at this age, it's a little much. You don't want to like fuck yourselves up because I feel like that's like, that's like, the, like honestly, when I, when I get in a relationship, I'm like very serious about it. Yeah, because like, you're either going to get married like, or break up. Like, I, mean, I mean, I'm crazy like, I just that. like when you have serious like emotions, somebody like I would go to therapy with somebody like that shit, mm-hmm. like to talk it out because you're fucking 22. You're both crazy as hell. Like, you're Y'all not, hear that? Like at the end of the day, like don't, like don't fool yourself. You're not that mature at this age. We're all like children, technically. Still. That's very self-aware. Like and I love you know, that. so it's like it's healthy to be able to have somebody there and like talk this stuff out if you want to take a relationship that seriously. Yeah, you were just at Shabbat though, for full <laughs> family moment. Oh, full called thing. out. She I was. Mean, she was almost gonna be nice about it, and then she I just know, decided though. not to. But it was lovely. I mean, like that's. I, like, I love stuff like that he's, because he's as we are. He's because like, like no, I, loved I it. mean, to be honest, like that stuff get like that's like you know what I like. You yeah, know? like Growing, it reminds me of like kind of growing up. Like oh, this is like being like normal with your family and friends like this is as opposed to like us going out like this my family was shameless babe no and that that's that is crazy too that you're like again such a dichotomy from carl because you're like a family person mm-hmm. but like but literally, then i also like having our fun like you know demon time but yeah 100 percent you time. know because we'll go out have our fun but it's nice to like you need to have that grounding in this industry too you really need right. to like know your ground and like your roots that's the most important thing but everyone has decided that so i think it's very rare i think that is what i like look for in friends as much as people are like oh my god tana's so crazy and toxic i genuinely enjoy like but that's also you like know, you know what a grounded person a grounded person. You know, but it's also like you have to play into like things that like make your brand work well too. Mm-hmm. And like that's also kind of like the fun part about this is because like every, I mean, even the people that DM me stuff thinking a certain way, it's just like, it's fun to like try to like lead people in different directions. And yeah. Like oh, I to, love that. And trying to mess with it. Like that's, it's Sometimes you have to play into what people think about you because people are always going to think mm-hmm. the craziest stuff. And when you're in this like fame realm, it's like, well, if you think that shit about me, I might as well like be that for sure. Like play with it kind of. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to now, like after Shameless, do you like, 
I feel like building another brand or acting as another character is going to be very interesting for people to see. Do you care to continue to act? Oh, I love acting. So I just, I've got to work on two different things since Shameless ended. Yeah. Law and Order being the first one. Mm -hmm. So that was an episode I did back when I was 14, 13. It's the only thing that I did actually while filming on Shameless because I denied, I denied projects. Yeah. I I was like, I want to go to school. I want to be a kid. Like this is like what my life is. But Law and Order, I played the psychopath on there. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Well, it's so funny because like, everything you family. everything you play is just like our real lives. Oh yeah, it's like it's just like straight <laughs> psychopath. And like we're living it. Like baby. we grew up on Shameless, and like I think we Lord, are longer right now. And I'm then like, he's just like orange is the new black. But they brought this Lord, character back Lord. this year that he got out of like a mental hospital at 18, then just goes on a killing spree. It's out right now, and I had so much fun working on it. And then I got to I had the honor of working on this movie called Going Places. Yeah. It's the first uh, lead film I've ever done. Really? So where, you know, you're on every single page. You're yeah. working 14 hours a day. It's a very vetted script. It's a coming of age, dark action comedy. And oh it's, it's basically three friends go out to the desert. They're on their high school trip. Literally year, my life. I'm going to And then they run somebody over and find out she has a million dollars. And they have to figure out what the fuck to do. Are they going to ditch the body? And then it starts kind of coming full circle. Also, you know, all these characters, like my character, he doesn't know what his sexuality is. He doesn't know if he's gay, bi, straight, asexual. So yeah. they're all there's like all this emotions going on in this one night. So you have comedy, but then you have all these emotions of, you know, being 18 years old. And, and figuring yourself is. out. And it was 
some one of the most fun things I've got it working on. And one thing that I really do like though is that I feel like one thing that's like differentiates Ethan a lot from people in LA is that Brooke, obviously you can resonate with this. The majority of guys, especially actors in LA, resonate so much with toxic masculinity. And they like, you know, they they're not so like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not open to like the LGBTQ community. Like no. they know nothing about pronouns or whatever. And I've had like several conversations with you where you're like educating someone on their fucking yeah. pronouns or like, you know, like you're not afraid to say like, I'm a fucking straight guy, but I'm not like, I don't need to be toxically masculine. No, because- I've said that before on this podcast where it's like, it's so attractive to, or like just cool to see in a guy when you're like not, when you don't really care about that. It's like, mm-hmm. you're not like gonna not hang out with someone cause they're gay. Like, like things yeah, be- like that. And it sounds so like, rare. like, duh, but because it's true. Even- like masculinity is like, you have to understand that there's a balance between femininity and masculinity yeah. that you have to channel femininity at certain moments. And as your partner, whether it's a man or a woman that they're going to be, you're going to both be back and forth and you have to handle certain situations like that. Well, I was going to say that this was a match made in heaven, but you guys were already a match made on riot. I know. Why would you do that? <laughs> And then I, my my riot my riot subscription got canceled. What a, I, oh yeah, well, sure. No. He's like, yeah, and then it like I had to delete the app. And then I had to delete it, but like we'll re-download it. No, no but it's why would it's you? Funny. I hate you so much. Do you know that I literally texted her before today, and I go, I dare do please. That's what that's almost, that's almost what I said to you. I said, hey, last time I saw you was on riot today. I'm like. No, but I think it's kind of iconic because I feel like a lot of I'm people like, are they going to kick us off? They're going to kick us off. No, but a no, lot of people wouldn't that, expect Ethan to be on Raya and you're kind well, of like a Raya whore. So, I, but that's the thing is I didn't realize they this. Match, though, I'm a so. huge Raya guy. Well, the thing, the thing is I so I was going out and I realized like, oh, damn, it's kind of hard to meet people in L.A. Like I'm from Chicago where you go out to a bar and you just go up to somebody and start talking. Yeah. L.A. is really not like that. People are just like, oh, hi. Clicky. Like, and- they're like in their circles. So mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'll get on a dating app. Like, I never thought I'd do this. Mm-hmm. Like, people were faking me on Tinder. Yeah, like, of so, course. So it's like, all right, Raya. Like, no, you it's, can't. It's, it's like, much as it sounds like this is probably the most comfortable place to be. 100%. And so I You're remember, like, I was Raya. on there. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, field day. Like, this yeah. is, I'm just oh, like, like, I'm just like, this, no, it's fu- this it's is crazy. Fun. Like, I remember when I first got, I was obsessed. And it's like, it only gives you a certain amount of people at a time. So you're like, oh my God, I'm so like, I, yeah, so you excited. get like 30 but matches. Then I'm, but then like I've been going hours. out. And then, like, I remember Chris telling me, he's like, yo, you like match with like everybody in LA. Everyone. And I'm like, this is my favorite match, though. I mean, like I'm, I'm definitely, you know, there, there's some I'm sure you match with that are questionable. So loving that for you. But I mean, it, it's funny because Raya is kind of like a like I don't want to call it like a game because maybe I sound like a sociopath saying that. But like just going through and like harding people and shit like it's fun. It's you fun. know, mm-hmm. I, I remember I'm banned from Raya because I used it when I was underage. Sorry, Raya. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. Is Raya like, been around that Tana long? Back. Yeah, I was 17 and I was using Raya and then I had it for like years. And then they the, one day they just sent me a thing like get the fuck off the app. You're well, now, I, now we're both going to be banned because you're not supposed no. to talk about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Are we actually going to... Raya, you can't don't even, ban us. Please don't please ban, ban us. That's my only we didn't mean it. We're just trying to talk about it like in a real life way, what it means. Don't ban us. <laughs> yeah, no, this people, is my only social life. Get, no, it happens all the time. Like there was a girl who made a TikTok about like matching with the guy from Friends. Like, oh, you, you should have told me that yeah. before. I wouldn't have no, said it. No, we can it. always cut it. But, but, we believe but it. A, girl, <laughs> a girl made a TikTok about matching with Chandler and she got like fully banned But we didn't talk about anybody that we're matching with. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. We're matching with you and I. Like, and I'm just like, I've realized I'm like, don't ban us. Both of us give consent 
meant to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we're good. Fully. But that was crazy because she fully exposed the guy from Friends. And then they had the Friends reunion right after. And well, I that's, feel like a that's lot just of kind us of like, like that, that's, that's the whole point of like being on right. Like I, so I found um my castmate on there. And I remember I just sent her some like fucked up shit on DMs. I tried yeah. to screenshot it. And I didn't realize you can't um, take screenshots. Like, yeah. And I'm like, defense. oh shit. Like, oh my God. Yeah, if you take three screenshots of Raya, you fully get banned. But that's also kind of cool because there's fucking like, you know. So many exposers. Yeah. Do you deal with that a lot, girls? Ever? Do you ever like fuck with a girl and then she's trying to like expose you? Yeah. yeah. Today's episode of Cancelled is sponsored by Cerebral. Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. I don't know about you, but I check off every single box on that list. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. Not only does Cerebral provide unlimited messaging with your care team, but with the Cerebral mobile app, it's like having your personal care team wherever you are, connect with your counselor and therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or the Cerebral mobile app. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you. You don't have to wait weeks to be seen and you can do your sessions on a laptop or phone so you can always find an area at home to feel more comfortable. Cerebral's affordable treatments are one-third the price of traditional therapy. Treatment options are available with or without insurance, and Cerebral is in-network for several insurers, and they're working every day to grow their partnerships. Even if you're out of their network, Cerebral will provide you with the necessary paperwork so you can easily submit a claim. And today, for canceled listeners, you can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at GetCerebral.com slash Tana. That's GetCerebral.com slash Tana for 65% off your first month. That's just a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Thank you, Cerebral. Wait, what's your astrological sign? I'm a Leo. Oh, my gosh. Is it, like, that's is new. What's yours? I don't know. You don't know when's your birthday? Sagittarius. Well, no, I'm Sagittarius. Oh, okay, you're Sagittarius. Oh, when's your birthday? I'm a Cancer. You're a Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm on the cusp of no, a Gemini. I only say that my sister's a Cancer, and she terrifies me. But I love her, and I love you, and, and, and you also terrify me. <laughs> so I mean, you know, the, Cancers are a lot. Like I'm very emotional for sure. Yeah, no, can I, Cancers are great. I was like, they're. I mean, honestly, I have no problems. All the signs. No. I, got, I mean, I've been realizing what's the one that's like toxic? Is it a Scorpio? Gemini. And a Gemini. there's a mosquito on your face. <laughs> no, I need to cut. I just killed it. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, shameless. Yes, psycho icon. Let's see. I have I have a lot of questions for you and a lot of from fans. Summer that I just go to wrote the go fun. to the section that says fun questions. Yeah, I want to hear these fun questions. Okay. Well, a no, lot the, of one, I I read this beforehand. The fun questions. It goes DUI question mark. I go. How is that a fun question? <laughs> yeah, I like. I like. How that's, I mean, we cleared it. That's the first time I've ever talked about it. Like because this is the right this is the right setting to talk about I it. Agree. In. Like I'm yeah. not gonna be like on with like we are you know, canceled. Yeah, I mean like, yeah. but it's like it's there's also like a real life like way to look at it being like yeah that's like kind of what happened. Well, like, and it it's weird. one thing to like drink and drive and then yeah. have to you know try to. I mean, obviously, I don't. There's a lot of things you just should never do, you know, 100%. But obviously, people like Chloe Kardashian had a fucking DUI and like she grew well, up I mean, from like, that. Yeah, you should like, not, like that was what the, you don't drink and drive. Like, yeah, that's 100%. just like, that's just like the dumbest shit. But for you to clear, you're like, I, I like, I'm happy that you're able to talk about it now because it's like you were literally, you smoked a joint four hours before you were in a car and they yeah. were definitely like, it was definitely like a media blitz trying to just come for you. So to like clear that is like a good. Um, who's your number one celebrity crush? I never really had celebrity crushes. Like, if it's someone, was that? 
I'm like, that's a cop out. You better tell us right now. I'm trying to think like people like, are you talking my age? Like right now, like who no, I like, thought was beautiful is Lily Collins. Oh, so I think Lily Collins is gorgeous. So and, and such a great actress too. Seriously. Like I was, I remember I, wa I watched all of Emily in Paris for some reason. I, I was just like, I, I binged it and I just got like insane with it for some reason. Yeah. But then I watched um the Jeff or what is it? The movie with Zac Efron that she was in about, it wasn't Jeffrey Dahmer, was <sighs> no, it? No, no, no. It was it about was Ted, Bundy. Ted Bundy. That's one of my favorite then, movies of all time. And her her range in that and just going like, oh, I could watch like Emily in Paris and it's like this very like lighthearted show and then seeing how serious she can play. As Ted Bunny's she wife. She's so great. She, That's I my favorite in, movie ever. Uh, what was the, the movie she did about anorexia? She did like a, and she was like fully CGI'd in the film. Like she was like, mm, like they made I, her like stick, stick thin. I have no idea, but I'd love to watch it. Like seeing her in that, I was like, oh my God, she's so talented. Yeah, her so, range is absolutely crazy. Yeah. That's really, so you like dating other actresses though. Cause a lot of actors are I've very- i never dated an actress. Really? No. Who was the craziest person that ever got at you where you were like, whoa, like this person's sliding in my DMs. This person's getting at me. I mean, I think I told you that like the, like seeing like that like that wasn't like her sliding at me or anything. Yeah. It's just like oh like just I fuck like, oh I fuck with you. Like she just said oh I fuck with your work. And yeah. I think like you're those like years ago, I'm like oh my gosh like that's so crazy. It's almost like, better like someone like, like respects what oh, you yeah, do. Oh yeah no it was like, just really like yo cool. I fuck with your work. I think it was like yo you you inspire me like what you do. It was very lighthearted like super cool. But you're no stranger to <laughs> I'm like doing this because I'm evil. You're no stranger to a celebrity though. We dated the same girl. We, I didn't. I, you, you took. You're taking words out of context. I never dated that person. I never dated. We just you never talked. dated her. No, we didn't date. We just talked a little. You bit. just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm known. Like, I'm now. I'm gonna I, get canceled for attacking. Ethan. I know. I. I Sorry. Had, I had a good friendship with her. That's the thing. It's like I never wanted. I would never had a bad experience. Are you her. still on good terms with her? I haven't spoken to her like in a while. So I would hope we are. That's good. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have anything ever to bad say about her. That's a really good thing. Like, I've known her since very young, so nothing bad to say. I love her. <laughs> I'm her biggest fan. <laughs> that was, like, our first bonding point, though, is that yeah. we were, were blood brothers. Yeah, blood brothers. <laughs> okay, so I feel like something that, especially in the beginning of fame, this came a lot with me, you know what I mean? Especially, like, when you kind of, like, not blow up overnight, but you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, your fame becomes very prevalent. And... You have a, like we just talked about, a very big range of fans, but a lot of your fan base is also girls that are so in love with you. You know what I mean? Like, you like, have a cult following. Which I, I, I didn't love. realize it until literally, like, the when you first posted with him, I was like, oh my God. Like, no, I've, well, I've never been so attacked. Too. Like, I just saw, like, more, like, girls coming there. I was like, whoa. I've never. I was like, this is crazy. I've never received death threats, like, hanging out with Ethan. It's yeah, funny. Yeah, no, the death threats are all there. We, like, the other day, I posted a TikTok with you to the, like, you all right sound. And it was, like, me saying, like, when a lot of his fans come and try to kill me every time I out with him. And it's literally true. And someone finally, the top comment was actually like, people don't realize how traumatic this is. Like, Tanner, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God, that is like, that, that is like a kind of a well, crazy thing. Women like, in the industry, they get the worst in their comments. Like, that's the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, it's fucked up. Like, the 100%. shit that they'll talk about, like, whether their looks or bites. You don't, I'm like, fine with all that, though. Just don't try to kill me for being I mean, like, friend. It's, like, it's fucked up because you see it, like, actually like, affect, like, young, like, people. Like, 100%. you have, like, you know, young actresses, singers, influencers on Instagram yeah. that are still dealing with, like, their image. Like, I mean, fucking, like, we're still dealing with our image 100%. Like and as a guy you're right like people are like you know what I mean like people are less attacky to you and, and you're more like, just like but it sucks job. that you see that on social media for women a lot yeah and it's just like it's really shitty that's a sweet thing to say honestly go off even 
Ethan's heart is really showing on this podcast. This, but this I mean, is a, this, is, this is a wholesome he's so much podcast. Better than us. It's, it's wholesome. It's so, he really is so much better than <laughs> us. It's actually insane. Um, I was surprised he showed up today. I was like, you can cancel, I swear. <laughs> um, but have you ever had crazy fan encounters? Like, what's the craziest thing a fan's ever tried to do to get at you? I've had people like break in my hotel rooms. I've had people like stalk me to the core. Just like, there was you know one what I mean? time. I mean, like, it's kind of like there's just been like a convoluted stuff. Like, it was just kind of like started becoming like you know interesting. See, I remember when we were filming Shameless, we would have people come outside the hotel and like wait and like they were all super dope but one day I'm there I'm like 16 and I get a text from the security downstairs and they're like breach has happened stay in your room and I'm like oh fuck is there like a shooter here like no, I, I was, I was like happened. no like it literally scared me and then they're like never mind it's just a 14 year old girl and her mother looking for you Aww, okay, that's that's, good. That's I good. mean it's sad but it's cute I just imagine like this happens a lot like with like David Dobrik and like those people too it's like mm. why are these parents allowing their kids mm. to do that like, like, what kind of parent is like, yes, actually, let's go to this guy's house. Or like, they would come down to like the south side of Chicago, like where we're filming. And it's like, yo, like, this is not for place for you to be yeah. out in the middle of the night. Because like, it's not around. the kid's fault. Like, if you're a young kid and you love and him, your mom's like, yeah, like, sure. That like, of course, you'd go. But it's like, as a parent, mm -hmm. don't do that. living also, next to Hype House. I really like got a sorry to cut you off. But, no, I, but like, I was saying that, like, I always enjoy talking to like anybody that appreciates my work because I always said that there's no yeah. no bone in me that I ever want to be rude to somebody because if I was then I don't deserve to be doing 100 percent. That's my biggest thing. And people like we I cannot be great friends with you if you're like fucking rude to your fans. That's that's my favorite thing. Honest to God about you. We talk about this all the time is that you like no matter how like mm -hmm. drunk she is, how like how but much of a rush we're in she's always like will always take the time and that's like, and that was like really one of the first cool. things yeah. i noticed like I mean, you took the time everything. and like yeah. would talk to people and that's like what i really fucked with because there's you see so many people in this industry that don't no it's act sad like and i feel like that's such like an and that's what made me feel awkward as a kid is when people would say that and like feeling like you have to like not talk about it because like you want to talk to this yeah. person you want to normalize the situation and 100%. i and i've been in situations where you guys say hey hold on this is a little much right now let's maybe like yeah, um, like I'm. But they appreciate that. Yeah, so much it's like more. you can just normalize a conversation. Right. But parents, for sure, definitely there. There is a line where it should. There has be like to be gone. a boundary where it's like it, this, like this is in, in, in like an inappropriate time or like an inappropriate mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Like don't or come like, to my house. Don't come like to my hotel. Like when we've been at like yeah. intimate parties, like where we're like where it's like our kind of friend groups and we know yeah. people and somebody comes up to you and says like, oh this, it's like no, you can like introduce you can ask no. my name you can introduce like we're right. not like out like randomly like we're or people just we're, think like, they know you so well. we're with mutual friends like yeah we just say hey what's your name like oh i fuck with you yeah and i mean i i always think about the fact that like who i am online is very like crazy so it's like people definitely think that we're best friends automatically and sometimes people thinking they know we'll you come up to her with saying the craziest things like, too, i just she, got gang banged and it was for you <laughs> no she, like, i swear what? i see i see no that's it, she, it sounds like an exaggeration but it's literally not like people feel so so incredibly like, close to her and she puts so much of her life like out there mm -hmm. that we'll meet people and they'll be like oh my god i'm a porn star and you have inspired my every move and, I'm like, oh. and it's like okay well, I mean, that's it's crazy to say because um, shameless has such like a dark like deep uh, that's what i was gonna like, say yeah people, it's like a similar and situation and i've heard yeah. so many people's stories and like you hear the emotions that people are talking yeah. about this is what helped me i mean even like and people relate to carl you know mm -hmm. and that's kind of also what like pointed me to want to make music is to make people feel less alone and stuff too right. talk about emotions yeah. talk about stuff like that was that's i remember listening to music when i was in sixth grade that's where i first discovered that's what i want to do 100 like, and talk about this stuff i love music i think but i think it's also important when we're in our positions is to open up the conversation about mental health about people feeling alone and saying yeah. like that these pe everybody deals with this stuff and 100%. there's people in the industry that 
are very lifestyle, but they don't talk about stuff that brings groups together, 100%. the underdogs. And I think that's something that's very important. For I me. resonate so well with that. It's like, I, I feel like I, I definitely vibe with the underdog way more than the like winner. Cause it's like, you know, yeah, that's just I mean, how I am. I mean, like, I went I, through high school feeling like that. Like I felt like, you know, yeah. I'm different pick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, we, but, all, we always jokingly call Ethan a pick me, but he also loves pick me girls. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, but, but it was, I'm like, Bully. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, being in high school, like I was like I was friends with those popular kids, but I wasn't part of their group. Yeah. Like I was I was part of the stoner kid group. Yeah. I was like, they're and like, you're they're, different because they were like, something. don't hang out with that kid. Yeah. Like he they're the troublemakers. One hundred percent. But doing like being that and having fame and spearheading that and not being afraid to talk about it, I think does so much more than being like, I'm so fucking cool and different. Yeah. But I'm glad you segued into music because I wanted to ask you about that because I think that a lot of people in your position after acting for ten years would definitely be afraid to kind of delve into such oh, a new it's fucking freaky psycho remember, industry well i mean the, the it'd be just trying to like transgress that but also wanting to it's like i see actors now just going straight to music like i don't want to go straight to music i want to act like i told my roommate who i work with music on all the time and he i said if i could work on set for 12 hours a day then come home and work more on music that's my dream Aww. Like I want to, I love That's to keep cool, working. Though. I feel like you don't have to do one specific thing. Like mm -mm. you can do both. That's what I love about today's generation of fame is that you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want and it's not as frowned upon. I was actually looking at your stuff and I felt like it was very interesting because you kind of came up in the beginning of social media. Mm -hmm. Like when it was just like you could be famous on Instagram, maybe like, you know, like YouTube kind of like that type yeah. of stuff. But it wasn't, there wasn't a lot going on. Do what you year feel was like... That? like what year did you start? I'm sorry. I mean, like like eight eight to ten years ago. Yeah, I got I had my I've had my Instagram since I since it first came out, 2012. Yeah. Like I was yeah. Do you feel old. like these kids now have it easier because it's a different generation of fame or harder? I wouldn't say easier. I would yeah. say there's more accessibility, which I think is amazing. I think it's yeah. great. I think TikTok has opened up so many great opportunities. Like well, I was saying, like that group Creative Coalition that I'm part of. We, you know, we advocate arts for you know people that don't have this in their everyday lives mm -hmm. and saying that. I mean, 25 years ago, you see these actors and these musicians like, oh, shit, somebody in rural um, America would never think that they could be something like that. But that's their passion. Now mm -hmm. it's like ev there, there is opportunity for you know, everybody. It's yes. a, I mean, like Ooh. everybody is a broad term, but there is opportunity if you want to put in that. And that's, you know, there's people that just sit on TikTok, make their music, they show stuff and you see this like raw energy behind it. And I found that some of the coolest thing in this past year. Yeah. And like, these TikTok kids like love you and look up to you so much. So you being like open to it and making mm -hmm. TikToks of everyone and shit is cool because you could also be like, fuck that. I was an yeah. OG, you know? And it's like, I think it's like also like, I love to like meet kids like and being being like, yo, like make sure you have your shit straight, make sure have your fun, but it's a fine line to walk. 100%. You know, it's you, hard. you got to make sure that being mercurial, is that the word? Mercurial? I don't know. I'm not going to try to say like that word. Right over my head. Um, Damn, but, you know, just being like Kukowski. Like, <laughs> but just kind of like, you know, also know your roots. No, no. Make sure you stay safe. Make sure like you humble yourself out and ground yourself. Yeah. That's the most important stuff about some of this industry. And so in your music now, like obviously I feel like you're translating that slowly into your music and the mm -hmm. feelings that you feel. Do you plan on releasing like an EP? Do you plan on releasing I crazy would, music, touring? I would, I would love to tour. Like I think when we were, as Diablo and I were just in Chicago and him and Zach, through a set down yeah. over at the, and Chicago goes hard for music. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. like, it's, it's not like here people are just, I think we, yeah, you come from a they, very they, music oriented place. Yeah. They shut it. The cops shut it down cause it got too much there. And just yeah. like being on stage and like seeing people react that it's like, Oh fuck. Like this is, I want to be like in a crowd with people and like yeah. talking about emotions. I want to like yeah. bring people together. Like that's just that feeling of that. So, so I would love to tour, but Ethan EP coming soon. I would love to, I'm working on it. So, that's so awesome. That's you know, ridiculous. We'll, but I don't want to be premature with it. I yeah. Think that's the easiest 
biggest thing I've noticed in this industry is like, you know, I don't want to make music just because people think that I can make yeah, music. Yeah, or like just to get streams. Like you actually yeah, want to put no, your emotions out there. Yeah, and you know, I've done this like super independently. I record this in my room. I'm not yeah. trying to go for like a record but deal. But that's cool because you could have that record deal. You're choosing that, you know? But I mean, like if that opportunity were to come, I want to be ready for that. Yeah. That's, I'm not ready for it right now. That's awesome. That's a really awesome thing. I to like the acknowledgement of it. Because I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, how can I get a million streams being a psychopath? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's I, I appreciate that because I do like putting my feelings into shit as well. Chance the Rapper really put me on to the like Chicago, not like personally, but I mean like the way he discusses Chicago. I feel like it's a, like Chicago is one of the like U.S. like pinpoints for the music industry just so. for how much music goes on there how much people go for music like whether it's house music whether it's insane rock whether it's rap it's yeah. just everybody goes hard there for music well we can't wait for your chicago show and your chicago tour moment like chicago speaking so i mean I, I guess i have a couple more questions for you i don't even know i wrote down so much shit um, but he's answering. I'm going to pee myself, too. Should we take a pee break? I have to pee so I, bad. I let's, love this game. Let's, let's, we're not going to group bad, pee. I, we're going to take su- our turns. I used to group pee I'm with my sisters. Bad, I have such a bad bladder. <laughs> Me, too. Mm. I like. I literally pee every eight seconds. I I'm love that Brooke. Set, I'll pee like 12 times in an hour. I love no, that Brooke just casually said. podcast where I don't have to pee I'm so glad Brooke, you said that. Brooke just casually said she used to group pee with her sisters I and then got up to pee. That's all right. Me and Diablo group pee. Of course you fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> pee for the boys. Yeah. Well, not a pee for the boys. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick shameless pee break. Today's episode of Cancelled is sponsored by Blue Chew, and this might be the most fun ad to read alone. We all know that there's nothing sexier than confidence in a man, especially in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. He can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. He signs up at bluechew.com, consults with one of their licensed medical providers, and once approved, he'll receive his prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. They've made it convenient so he's got no excuse to get on it so you can get it on. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package so no one has to know what you're doing. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when their package has arrived, their package has arrived. Remember when you and your guy would spend an entire day in bed? Ask him to think back and think hard. Oh, Blue Chew. If you feel like you and your guy are so busy that you've forgotten how to get busy, Blue Chew can help you get off the couch and back into the bedroom. Blue Chew is exclusively for men, but the end result is something you'll both enjoy. So get your man to sign up now. And we've got a special deal today for canceled listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TANA at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TANA to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast and helping canceled listeners fuck to it. Love ya. I used your toothbrush last night. <laughs> really? That's kind of big for Brooke. She actually it is. It actually is really. huge for me, but it's like, oh. Like Tana's toothbrush or no toothbrush, and I won't go no toothbrush. Are you are you like a very hygienic person? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I would. I hope that's not a normal question to ask someone, Tana. <laughs> I'm like not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would I would say I'm pretty hygienic. Like I know I clean. Okay, like, I, keep, I keep myself. I 
Like clean environment yeah. too. Like your I mean, like I guess like some people might like say like my place is not like frat type yeah. house, but I mean like we got like four or five guys. It's so wholesome with us. and almost really. You really? Have four, yeah. how, what? I have four people living with me. I got Diablo, um, my friend Josh, and then my other roommate Stu, who's a chef. Wait, I always thought you lived alone. You with have Diablo. a chef roommate. Yeah, that's amazing. That's and cooks every meal. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking Incredible. everything. Can we move in a chef? That's literally insane. Baby, let's start with moving in me. Okay, you're probably right. But after you have a fucking chef, or do you want to cook? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not, no, don't. That's ridiculous. Um, so now, honestly, I feel like a lot of people just ask a lot of random fun questions. And mm-hmm. I mean, again, like there's a lot of podcasts where we'll ask for fan questions, but then I just like, will we'll get off talking. But I feel like, again, your fan base is so amazing that they like as much as they hate me and try to kill me. They also were tweeting me all day with a lot of questions. Yeah, to I saw you. I saw what you do. That. I was like, all these fucking questions. Came yeah. Through. Oh, I posted on my Instagram. I've never gotten so many responses on anything. Yeah. People really want to fucking know everything that's going on that's in your life, which I love. I mean, I guess the, one of the questions that a lot of people ask is if you ever hooked up with anyone on the shameless that was set my number one thing that i got i'm like why would you ask that but then i was like mm, maybe no, i i definitely like as i was younger we like i he was you had girlfriends on the show you started to date a little bit but nothing like really crazy or anything i never like dated somebody seriously off the show yeah that's who's good, your then? favorite sibling <sighs> they're all like we're no. all no oh, like that, that's the thing like <laughs> it's such a different vibe because like I'm. They're literally. Like, speaking of a child, like the guy who plays Lip. He's like my brother. The guy who plays Can't or Ian. He's like my brother. Um, the woman, it's probably cool as an only child. Too, yeah. The to woman that, like, who played Veronica Schnoll. She's like a second mother to me. So yeah. when we're all on set, like I'm just fucking around with them hard. Like I'm right. pushing their buttons, like <laughs> slapping them, punching them. So it's, that's honestly great. But like Emma and I, like we're the closest because yeah. we're this age. Like we talk every single day. I Facetime her all the time. Like we tell that's each other so about cute. each other's life and everything. Sister vibes or is she end game? Would you ever marry her? No, she might sister i just had to ask she's my sister i love her to death a lot of people wanted to know your type as well like what like what do you look for in a girl like like it sounded like i was (laughs) that's all he ever said um i don't i mean definitely like are we talking like physically or just like everything yeah Um, like if i was like in a relationship with somebody i have to it has to be like a very like emotional communicative relationship yeah like i wanted like us to go out have our fun but then come back to each other at the end of the day and sit like how we're talking like i want that's like what i live for off conversations like in a relationship yeah that's what i look for it's like a love language that i have yeah like it's like wanting to communicate talk about how you feel like if i'm with somebody i could look on your face and say oh i know something's wrong yeah like i need to fix this yeah that's good a good connection Mm -hmm. and you know immaturity is always a downfall i mean obviously that's a very good answer i feel like everyone most people want that you know what i mean it's good anything special anything i'm I'm really digging for the fans i'm bored i've I've been learning because like i've been in a relate i was in a relationship from like 16 to 18 then another one from like 19 till 20 are you a serial dater yeah i've only been in in like two serious relationships to be honest but i definitely do like i love a thing like i love like a nice like fling like if i get it i notice like dating people teaches you things about yourself it teaches you like what i do it what you what you want yeah You know, from being she my last learning. Oh yeah, learning. <laughs> but being in my last relationship, it taught me like, oh, this is like how you deserve to feel. This yeah. is like you need to feel right to speak up on this, as the other person does too. One hundred from sixteen to nineteen, though you were in one relationship. Was this public? Yeah, it was. Uh, so she's actually my really close friend now. Her name's Brielle. Like Aww. she's she's best friends with um Emma. So that's oh. her friend group. But her and I were like, I'm so close with her family. You had like I, an amicable breakup and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we were young. Like, yeah. you know, we're, you know, we're like both like, bad. like, you know, yeah. we're, we're young. But like now she's like, she's one of my really good friends. We're good st- we still you. kick it and stuff. But that's a special trait. T- that's a, like how you can tell something about a person is if they have 
exes that you still are like okay with yeah and like i mean like we went through like our falls and downs <laughs> but like we became like just super cool because we were we were best friends before like we were like straight i would spend the night at our house all the time like nothing like ever like now we just, no, no no this is like back when i was like 14 15 like we were friends like that. oh how long were you guys like really close friends before you guys a year and a half two almost those are the best relationships when you can kind when of when you build start off, off friends. as friends yeah. yeah yeah you're like hunter do you hear that hunter like hello <laughs> <laughs> um I'm just joking physically do you have a, a type at all or do you feel like you very much because I'm like a personality type you can look like fucking anything but if I if I fuck with you I fuck with you yeah it's usually like if I fuck with you I fuck with you like, yeah I mean like I tend to like you're like toxic toxic <laughs> cute or not <laughs> get at me mm. but I don't know like I'm like I used to be a blonde but thank god thank god <laughs> but yeah no really kind of just like I don't know, like, you know, just just kind of like finding people that I fuck with. You know, that's good. I think that's a good thing. I mean, a lot of guys have like a specific type. I think that's so interesting to limit your t yourself to a specific type. Yeah, I n I've never understood people who have like a real true, like cut and clear physical. No, type. I don't have like, yeah. a clear cut physical type. Yeah, I think it's I think that that just limits you to so much like, you know what I mean? Exploration and yeah. like love and stuff like that. So I definitely think that's the way to go. What uh, What was your favorite scene to film in family in Shameless? I can't speak. Oh, there's so like, many. Um, it depends like there's been scenes like where you're like I mean even scenes when I was younger where you're doing like crazy shit like blowing up a meth lab with uh the woman who uh, I need to did watch Shameless. one flew over the it's cuckoo's so nest. good I boy I just started I'm, I'm like, I'm like seven shit. episodes in I'm like it's my favorite show I really just mm -hmm. met you organically though and no like, we didn't I, that's know? what was great I know, about and it when we when we met you we had Savannah with us and Savannah was like no you don't under because she's watched the show and she's mm -hmm. been trying to get me to watch it forever because she's like you don't understand. that was all the first night that we met at your place yes. right yeah and she yeah. told me she's like Brooke you have to watch Shameless because that like I, I tell stories about my like upbringing and stuff and it, I literally like lived shameless and yeah. she's like you would love it like you'd relate to it so much but she was like you like no you don't understand like Carl's coming over like that's so exciting me and Tana <laughs> were like Dee -dee -dee, like yeah, Carl like whatever literally and now whatever. I'm obsessed with the show now I'm like Carl's oh my God. fan we love that but yeah. so blowing up a math lab. Fav but favorite scenes, honestly, is emotional scenes. Really? Mo love emotional scenes. Describe some. What, like what so, are some you can really think about? One, I mean, from this on. movie that we that I just did called Going Places. Is oh, probably, come on. This, <laughs> now, th this was a very emotional one that like, I feel like Shameless trained me for stuff yeah. like that. Where you have, I mean, even seeing people like Emmy Ross and where you're growing up and watching her cry on set and the seriousness that you need to bring. You probably like, feel that. And like it's crazy. like, you know, how everybody groups together and saying, allowing that actor to give them their moment and their yeah. space to feel like that. Because how hard is it to feel that vulnerable in front of a crew of a hundred people where 100%. you're I crying never. and you, it's, you got to bring yourself to a certain spot. So I found that when I was younger, I remember saying like, oh, I want to do the scenes and roles that Jeremy and Cameron are playing Lip and Ian, my yeah. brothers on the show, because I love seriousness. But I also think yeah. that like- But your character was like more reckless too. So mm -hmm. you had a lot of a lot of both. So it's like, as the later seasons went on, I told the writers and showrunner, like I want to be able to play this stuff and I want to be able to get there. That's cool to have your input and have it taken seriously. I saw that over time, you, you've you now taken on some like production roles as well. Yeah, they, where I got to, they allowed me to come shadow as a director or shadow, shadowing the directors as um, when I was 18. So I got to, you know, you sit in the tone meetings from like yeah. 6 a.m till 8 a.m. where you read the whole script you watch the showrunner say these are the props that we need this is the art set yeah. this is how you run a set because I would love to do that do you like that as much as acting or I mean both it's different because um 
I just worked on a music video with uh, the guy who directed this last movie. We directed it together. Yeah. And being able to perform, then go and setting up shots was, yeah. like, was the most energized feeling that I it's had. Because I love like setting, I love like how like sh you can set up a camera to make someone feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, what is a depth, what, how does the depth of a shot is, is going to translate emotion? 100%. Do you see yourself having some big like directing roles over time or like doing some stuff? I would like, like that? to, I would love to. That would, you know, definitely as an actor, I would love to set myself there. Like, and being able to because I love like the energy how sets are run and you yeah. you know you hear stories about toxic sets and toxic work environments 100%. and you don't want that for people that was like the biggest thing is I remember spending time as child I just hung out with the crew the crew is like, my Shameless best friend. was never a toxic set no that's honestly so cool I mean I'm sure some people may have like there have been days like were stressful but overall everybody would always say like this is like you're gonna come on to sets later on life you're not gonna have this like this yeah. is a family this is like what we have here is fucking crazy that's an awesome that's thing so, to take and for in. so many years for like, 10 years right mm -hmm. to like to really take that in I think is the most insane thing because as you know I, I have such an affinity for Disney stars so mm -hmm. I mean with all the Disney stars in my life I feel like I've heard with you we've been there like like where we've just heard like the crazy just horror stories and not even just Disney but I mean like a lot of child stars were not oh, as yeah. blessed to be on a set and, and, and I think what was really good is our showrunner, um, he really, he had kids our own age. I would go over to his house, hang out with his kid and made sure he's like, yo, if you're not doing well in school, like you do realize like you could be written off. Yeah. Like, oh, that's it, like, a thing. like you do realize like that, like if you're acting out and you're not like upholding yourself to that's what your parents want to act. be is because you, you need to be an adult. You need to handle professional. Like, yeah. and this was instilled at a very young age. You know, I remember from the first day we had a read through, they go, we don't do sides on our set. You mm. come here knowing your lines. You don't, you don't have sides here. Like that is so that literally everything he's saying is just like me in my head, like why I could never act. You're great at acting like, you know, like you like, you know, you like that environment, but it's so not me. Like, I'm so forgetful. I'm so bad at playing someone else. No, mm -hmm. I feel like you you say that about yourself and it's not true. Like you like I have seen so many instances. First of all, you're a phenomenal liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more she, real life you, acting. Your favorite thing to say is that she's a she would she's like she always told me that like in the beginning of like when we first met, because that was what I came out here for was acting. And I told her I was like, yeah, I'm an actor. She's like, I could never. And knowing you now the way that I do, you could be a great actor. You just choose you choose not to be. And just act as the many faces of Tana. You mm -hmm. never know which one you're going to fucking get. I know. I'm like, but girl, I've got nine Tanas on my Rolodex now. Am I the movie split? Should I Should I stop that? Yes. Do you have a favorite Shameless episode of all time? <sighs> Do you watch it? Uh, yeah, I did. Well, not like as much as like I did when I was younger. I watched all this last season just to kind of like as like your when I, when I was old when I got older I kind of had this more of like love and seriousness for like shameless I was like oh this is something I want to keep doing when you're in high school I was like oh this I'm, is a job like, yeah I want to keep it like that like that's I take, even a crazy thought, I take though. my job seriously but like it's not part of like my identification yet yeah mm -hmm. and after this like I would go back and like criticize like my acting in this yeah I'd be like okay maybe I could try this differently maybe this yeah. is what I want to do I can't watch anything I do mm -hmm. like once I do it like I've, I've actually never, never seen, seen an episode of this podcast but I never felt like I I was looking at myself. That was the yeah. thing. I never felt like I was ever looking at Ethan. That's such a crazy out of body thought. So it's I like, guess I couldn't cool. say there's like a favorite episode. Just like I have like these like favorite moments. Like it's I was talking to this with uh, Chanel Hampton the other day. We played Veronica on the show. We we're just saying that it's like it's like this ball of experiences you can just look back on. Just be like, wow, like look at all this context we had from I they they knew me through my first heartbreaks, my yeah. first like you know, crying. Like it, you probably think about like all the life things you can relate to. Yeah, I was going to gonna say, like, do you feel like you learned like life lessons from being on the show? A lot of the so questions many. I got when I like posted it was that like people wanted to know if like, like portraying poverty, like taught you anything about like 
actual life. Yeah, you you go in, especially going out and like being witness to like, you know, we were filming Southside when I was nine years old. I'm from, you know, a small suburban town, you know, middle income family. But, it you know, seeing kind of like getting to just portray these storylines and getting to understand that, you know, what we're doing is not glamorous. Like, you know, yeah. even even our work situations, like, yes, like we have privileges on set, but we're not trying like the whole point of like acting the show is wasn't like trying to live like a lifestyle. We're just trying to tell stories that are true to people. 100% a lot about I feel like it's very cool that Shameless portrayed a lot of issues that happen in the real world like every single day like you there's obviously a lot of things too that they wrote for you I obviously don't know how much you were a part of that but I mean that were controversial mm -hmm. because you were portraying things that happen in the real world but obviously you as uh, someone they could say you know obviously you have white privilege and mm -hmm. you're, you know this this actor and this you know whatever like they could say that a lot of that like was controversial, but you were portraying a lot of things that really were happening in the real mm -hmm. world. And you having to spearhead that within itself is, I, I mean, you're very easygoing. So I don't think you like think about that, you know, but I yeah. mean like, like how crazy that is to take on the role of like, I'm going to do this controversial ass shit to show millions of people that this shit's happening in the real world, regardless mm. of how it's going to affect me. And I think that's also like where like wanting to pursue art and just entertainment has made me want to set like, I want to be able to talk about uh, subjects that people don't talk about. Like, you know, you don't talk about body image. You don't talk about mental health, you know, yeah. even even drug abuse for yeah. fuck's sakes. Like, you know. I'm sure we all know somebody that has or family members that have. So it's important to say, like, where does this stuff lie? That's 100%. like, you know, this is these are subjects that need to be talked about so you can bring people together and, and I help bet, heal. I bet growing up on Shameless, like in a way, inadvertently gave you that mindset because we're all product of the way we're raised. Mm -hmm. And you were literally raised on the set of a show that was based in such controversial real life issues, which probably embedded why you're so yeah. accepting and open into you. And also meeting people in the crew over the years. Everybody comes from so many different backgrounds and experiences. I remember when I was younger, my parents, my people from my hometown, whether it be teachers or in people, adults in the neighborhood, they'd be like, you're going to fuck your child up, bring him in the industry. He's going to be exposed to drugs, all this crazy shit. No, yeah. back at home, going to public school, you're exposed to way more. Mm -hmm. It was like safe on set. It was because people are looking out for you. Adults are giving you advice or saying, yo, this is what you need to do. And Look at the shit that like, I dealt with. Right. Yeah. And the people who were most sheltered, I feel like I see that a lot with people who like had no exposure to it growing up are almost more like fucked up in the long run because it's like because they, then they want to try like, it all yeah they're you know, they so wanna... like fascinated by it when it's finally like put i mean in that's why our drinking yeah. age here like you know people that start drinking at 21 they black out every night people that are in europe they start drinking with their families when they're right, 14 they're... they're taught how to drink responsibly here in america so we true. are not that's why you see all these college kids blacking out every day like oh i only drink to black out that's not how you should drink yeah you drink with moderation I'm like really really <laughs> <laughs> i go okay maybe not maybe not when we go but, um, <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you don't you don't ever like embarrass yourself blacked out you're just fun because you, you're I've down never, to get I've never black i've only blacked out once really when i was 14 years old and where was well, i know that, 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 I, I was i was around <laughs> i was like, around damn. i was around adults like this is like Same. they taught like how to drink like <laughs> it, we were, it was like family yeah. friends in a household but at that time it taught me going oh this is like not not I how i want to feel then being 16 and you're out <laughs> and you see 45 year old adults that are acting crazy you're like that's not how i want to be right yeah so it's like you know i like to have my fun but i'm gonna i'm gonna cap myself at a certain point yeah that's very true my point just like changes so it's like you know, I, guys, I, I can't be the best. You, I'm not, I don't think I've actually, well, one thing I love about our friendship is he's never seen me like black the fuck out. We, like, we also say like blacked out a lot and we don't mean blacked no, out. Yeah, we just mean like blacked out. It's just like, okay, like really drunk. It but just means demon. Like, uh, demon on, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times that I've actually like forgotten. Yeah. 
I, I would give myself like four hands, but I mean, still definitely. But I mean, like Brooke That's and I, alcohol, babe. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. Um, but we've had a lot of moments where I've been like actually like psychotically blacked out. But I've I've somehow sheltered like, that side of me from even. That's all right. I don't judge. I take care of people. So when it comes to your parents kind of sheltering you and teaching you stuff, when you grew up, were you allowed to watch Shameless, or was there a day where they were like, okay, now you can watch it? I watched it when I was younger, but they would like you know, when I was like ten. My dad's like, you're gonna close your eyes during the sex scenes and yeah. stuff like that, but. I mean, we were in read-throughs at age nine. We heard them all saying that, like, you know, they're talking about, like, shit that goes shit. way over your head. You're hearing them talk about dildos, like, yeah. fucking, like, sex shit. And you're just like, I don't know what that is. And Damn. then, like, you realize at this age, you're like, oh, like, that's all this crazy shit that I heard. But you also had people around you to, like, say and ask questions to that would give you, like, real-life answers. Go, yeah. like, yeah, like, maybe that's not the, like, place to talk about it. Yeah. So it's like you really learned your P's and Q's from, like, a young age. Yeah. And, like, being around, like, adult settings. Yeah, I guess what I'm gathering from you is it's not that it fucked you up because it was a good environment which mm -hmm. I think is really cool because like I was saying again so many people were but it's more it definitely helped you to grow up maybe yeah. faster it, I mean it definitely was growing up faster and I think that's like you know there's things said but it's like you have to take hold of that maturity and say okay I want this to affect me in the right way yeah yeah I don't I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing I think you and I both grew up really fast too for a different reason very different like, re we were shameless again <laughs> but, it, but it's like like I I wouldn't change anything like I love that about myself because I feel like it affects how I live now mm -hmm. yeah that's true 100% like it's it's things are less shocking and you can handle things better yeah and I see I see people all the time like I have friends who like experience certain things and I'm like yeah like I don't know it's like such a big deal to them where I don't feel like it's a big deal yeah no 100% by 18 I was like nothing was a big deal nothing could phase me I mean I guess there there's definitely points where I will be jealous of people who had a completely normal childhood and they grew up slowly but like you said that creates so much of like I'll, I'll meet people who had such a normal childhood but then by 18 they have no sense of the real world they're blacking out mm -hmm. every second they're trying everything now and it's not always as great as it can seem but I mean I've definitely had my moments where I'm jealous of people with a normal childhood do you ever feel like that was something that you felt or do you I think my moments are feeling like damn like it's hard to connect with other people around my age because we didn't have the same upbringing yeah and I've had like a lot of people tell me like oh look at like what you've been handed look what you've been it's like it wasn't handed mm. like this was going to school and filming was probably one of the hardest things and I can't I imagine fully graduating yeah, like, especially, because, well, especially nobody views that as like adversity I feel like everyone mm -hmm. looks at it as like privilege like, no, like, that's, like yeah. you're so lucky that because you got on to go set you have to do yeah. so it's mandatory you have to do three hours of school a day yeah. and this is from the industry you can take a test called the Chesapeake, Chess, Chesapeake. I yes. might be saying it wrong, but it makes you a legal adult at 14 years old. So you can work yeah, like 12 hours. It's not emancipation, but you can work as a legal adult on set. Okay. So what they'll tell parents and like child actors, like this makes you more open to acting like that. It makes you more available. It makes, yeah. it, it makes, it makes when you're already on some makes sets saying, oh, we can work them longer without having to do this when, yeah, no, you should be you buy school. child labor, you pass this test. Yeah, no, that, that literally is like how you <laughs> bypass child labor. <laughs> Which but is crazy. I think that like, going to school is probably the hardest thing and like trying to manage like a regular life and like having, I'm so glad I had my core friends around me. I was yeah. growing up, my friend that I've known since kindergarten is still my brother. And like yeah. having kept my core friends around me and like, all right, we're just going to do our hood rat shit. We're going to go smoke weed in the forest. No, that's we're the only go reason I'm like around. alive. Yeah. Like I completely, like, yeah, you have like Amari. No, it's, it's the only reason too, that though. like, Huh? Like you too, you've been around. Yeah, but for so well, long. but not. I'm not an OG. Like he's saying, like people who he yeah. grew up with. But it's like I, I, you know, those you people are the friends. ones that kept me ground. They kept me feeling safe and normal. 
Right. Yeah, and I and I praise that hundred percent. No, then that's it. That's a, that is a cool privilege to have because so many people went through similar things to you, but then it was like so much worse because they didn't have people around them to like. And my friends, they saw me going through it all at the same time, so they would they would understand. Yeah, and like have your back, and I that's my love language is understanding. Like I feel like in this world, having people actually understand, like like you just said, everyone looks at everything you do as a privilege. I think that comes with fame. You like sign off the you sign off the victim card. You can never yeah. be like yeah, you're not allowed you're not allowed to complain anymore because everyone looks at what you do as like yeah. like I said a privilege like it's yeah. every, you're so lucky to have all of this and it's like of course but like do, it doesn't take away from like the bad but also yeah. people at this age we're all the same we all fucking struggle mentally we're all still struggling trying to figure out who we are 100%. and I think that's like the biggest things that people like get away from this like what people and you know the rest of the world look at people in the industry and like say like you know, oh well look at them they already found themselves like no these people haven't found themselves no one they're has. just they're just trying and they're everybody's just, just trying that. this this is just more public and they're just trying shit like this half the time people that are posting about their music that's like raw it's this this is vulnerable emotions this is shit they'll read the comments and cry about it 100 they're talking you're literally like this they're putting everything on the page <laughs> brooke reads every comment so that every that one comment. really resonated with her she loves she mm -hmm. loves it. if you're commenting on this podcast just no brooks i read it immediately um, immediately but one thing that i think is respectable about you is that you're honest about that because a lot of what people do online is so highlight reel based you know my life is so perfect my life is so great i'm so mm -hmm. famous so it's almost like they add to that stigma you know they're like my life is so perfect look so to like break that fourth wall is a good thing and mm -hmm. why we wanted you on today yeah and it's like i never really was interested about like oh, i want to post lifestyle shit like this is like i just like want to like you know, meet people in the industry that are fun, cool, create, like, live your life. Well, I mean, like, honest. acting for me is like, I just want to work with dope people and create dope shit. And continue and, like, to be a, a yeah. semi normal person. Go the fuck off, even, honestly. You're like the most normal person I know. On it, he really, it's kind of strange, right? Like, is he not? It's a, I, like, I, I like this episode because I was just thinking to myself, this is by far, no questions asked, the most wholesome, in-depth episode I feel like we've no, ever had. This is like my cancel. favorite episode we've ever done. I didn't like expect, I literally came in, I was like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? No, but it, it actually, like, I was just saying, mm -hmm. you're a good conversationalist and it was dope to kind of delve into a lot of the things that you've been through. Mm, so I guess and you how can you have feel. like a normal, because like, you know, we're both still going out. Like, I like to have my fun. I just yeah. like, you know, that's not like what I curated myself around, but yeah. like, I think people, Can't relate. people <laughs> don't really realize that it's like because like oh shit like i'm still gonna go out we're gonna go mob we're gonna go yeah. like out to like a party or club have our fun what do you but call like, it demon time demon time. that's all we ever right. say we're always on demon time demon it fits time. your your clothing brand really well though because mm -hmm. that's like, what all that is is demon shit devils on all your shit that's that was like the first thing i was like oh he's designing I... some really raunchy shit i want it yeah and I was like, he's like, he's like normal. Like we could get along. I mean, hopefully after this podcast, we'll stop receiving some death threats. But yeah, I, stop but the death threats. But That's honestly, nice. but honestly, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely I'm here for it. I think it's cool. I went into today knowing that it would be a little controversial having Ethan on, but I think that you are you're my favorite guest so far. Oh, thank you. Oh, it, by far. I mean, yeah, I, we had a we had a very. It's funny because we just had an episode with a guest. I'm sure everyone can guess who. That was definitely very centered around toxic masculinity. So to uh, have someone on kind of destigmatizing. <laughs> That is a great thing. So thank you for coming in today, Ethan. Thank you for having me. I've had another... a great time here. Well, thank you for being we love here. You. You're we a love natural. You. We're literally we fully going to like go out tonight and be oh. on Demon Time. Oh, no, we're like, Demon Time now. Like, he lives 45 minutes away. Right, right now, right now five, five, five is wholesome time. No, 100. And I know for a fact, Brooke and I are about to shoot another podcast just talking about life. He's going to be out there with Diablo blacking out, and then we're all going to not literally blacking out. We just discussed not literally, that. Yeah. that. We don't. It, it's a term of endearment. <laughs> yes, right, right, right. It's a metaphor. So, uh, a jump cut to us later on TikTok where everyone's confused as mm -hmm. to why we're friends. Um, but we love you, Ethan. And 
and we love, love Shameless. And you. we're excited to see everything that's happening in your future and to help you express yourself in any way. I don't know Thank what. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me Ethan on CP. Coming soon. Yeah. Anything you want to promote or do we do we? I think we already or? promoted it. Yeah. yeah you we, really? We, we got we got we got like a nice like old train of stuff. You did it was that. like I was excited. I'm happy with this. You did that very Yay. organically. We love you, Ethan. We're staying shameless. Hopefully the death threats will stop. We know they Hopefully. won't. And we'll be on Demon Time later tonight. So stay tuned for that. Love y'all. Woo! Thank you, Bessie, for coming on and giving Thank me you. the clout. We love I'm your like, clout, Ethan. <laughs> Ryan, don't kick us off. Bye, canceled. Fan emotion is canceled. A DWE talent production.